My name is Julie Arafe. I'm the Director of Simulation for Clinical Concepts in Obstetrics. The topic of this podcast is, Why Do Healthcare Professionals Dread Simulation? Simulation is becoming a standard way of training in healthcare. Simulation is practice. A lot of people practice. Bands practice, musical groups practice, theater groups practice, sports teams practice, and people practice to get better, to have a better performance. So why is practice dreaded by healthcare professionals? I've had physicians tell me I'm not comfortable participating in simulation with my colleagues from the unit because they can't see me make a mistake. I've heard the same comments from experienced nurses. People are afraid to make a mistake in front of their colleagues. So what's the problem? If you think back to your early education in healthcare, or even how you learn new clinical knowledge, my guess would be you're in a classroom with a professor, you've signed up to attend a conference, you're reading a textbook or journal article, or you signed up for online learning. So in these formats, how is learning documented? Usually you take a test at the end of the session. If it's a skill station, you go through a checklist and they want to see that you've performed everything as flawlessly as possible. Now think about simulation. Simulation is not so much learning new knowledge, but implementing what we know to achieve a specific outcome or to have consistency in a performance. So you may practice handling a postpartum hemorrhage several times on the unit so that you can achieve a certain level of competence or consistency. In simulation, you're not looking for perfection. You're looking to see where the gaps are in a journey towards perfection or consistency. So in order to illustrate this, or to understand this a little bit better, let's take a quick look at other industries that use simulation for training. For example, aviation. What standard tools do they use in aviation that affect performance? Well, they have a lexicon. A lexicon is a gre- an agreed upon definition for certain words or terms. Those terms have very specific meanings, and they're used in very specific ways. They have protocols that have checklists. Those checklists are easy to read and implement in high-stress situations. They have clear role delineation and tasks associated with each role. They've received training on team skills. The environment that they work in has been created with input from the science of human performance so that it's easy for them to do their job. So aviators have a lot of structure in place 
to ensure that they do the right thing, that their job is easy. If you compare that to what we have in healthcare, we have some of these structures in place, but we may not use them consistently. Isn't it reasonable then to assume that without all of these structures, a clear communication lexicon, checklists based on protocols that are easy to read, clear roles with established tasks, team training, or an environment that's designed to support performance, isn't it reasonable to assume that they're going to make mistakes when you're doing a simulation in healthcare? And I think it's reasonable to assume a lot of mistakes are going to be made. So from this perspective, what do those mistakes mean? Does that mean we give bad patient care? Does that mean we're not good clinicians? Absolutely not. What those mistakes mean are opportunity. Mistakes most likely are not a failing of the person or the team, but the environment or the structure under which that team is functioning. And that's a really important concept to remember. So if you think of mistakes as learning about the environment, making the environment easier to work in, making the structure easier to work in, making the team aware of ways that they can work better together, the goal of simulation is to uncover any gaps, really think about those gaps, and figure out ways to make sure you fix those gaps so that they don't occur in actual patient care. Anytime a mistake is made in simulation, it's an opportunity to make a better team. Possibly important information was communicated during the simulation or during the scenario that wasn't heard by other team members. Why wasn't it heard? How can the team ensure that important information is always heard by all the team members? There may have been tasks that were either duplicated or not done. How can the team look at what the tasks are and divide them in a logical way that can consistently be utilized in patient care? Maybe the room is not efficiently organized for what needs to occur for the patient. How can the room be altered? What can be done in the room to make it easy for people to insert an IV, to intubate the patient, to insert a uterine tamponade device? Mistakes need to be thoughtfully discussed for why they occur, not who made the mistake. If the leader orders the wrong dose of medication, which can happen and most likely will happen, what safeguard is there that the team has in place to correct that mistake before an error occurs on the patient? If a step in treatment is forgotten, how does the team correct that? Maybe they use a checklist. If a task takes too long to complete, 
Why is it taking so long? Do you not have the right supplies? Is there not enough people? Is the task too cumbersome? So what can be done differently to make that process more efficient? If there's a lack of clear communication, was the room too loud? Keeping track of mistakes and what can be done to make sure those mistakes don't happen again. And by mistakes, you can also think of gaps. If there's a gap in performance, how do you close that gap? How do you make sure that that gap doesn't occur again? This is why simulation is often linked with quality improvement initiatives or patient safety, because the information coming out of simulation can result in meaningful change at the bedside, can result in changes in processes in the hospital that make it easier to take care of patients. I've had the opportunity to learn from members of the NASA shuttle simulation staff. And one of the most valuable things that I learned is that mistakes in a simulation can often be traced back to team skills or team behavior. Were there not enough people in the room? Did you have more than one leader? Or did you have a leader that had to perform a time-consuming task, like perform a cesarean delivery? So in that situation, who is the leader? How is leadership transferred? What process does the team have to make sure that management of the patient continues if your only physician is involved in a very mentally tasking, time-consuming task? So regardless of the mistake or the cause of the mistake, determining the cause of the gap and how to close that gap leads to a more effective and efficient team. So in closing, I hope this podcast made you think differently about the goal of simulation, how valuable it is to make a mistake during simulation, and that you see simulation as a valuable tool in the journey to a highly reliable practice. Thanks for listening.